Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 post game show. I'm your host, Anthony Donardo. With me, we got Connor. Connor, welcome to the second loss after the post game or after the All Star break. I'm sorry. Did that require any commentary? I think we're done. We can end the post game. Yeah, because you don't, I don't think the audience needs us to tell them that the Pirates are bad. I think that would be insulting our audience's intelligence because I would assume that they watched the game. Yeah. So about that game that we had the pleasure of watching today, honestly, it it wasn't one of those bad, awful pirate games. It was just one of those you're expecting the loss to come. When's it going to happen? Because I think the story for sure too, Johan Oviedo looked excellent. Oh my God. I mean, we've we've talked about it on and on. It, it seems like I'm on a lot when when Oviedo pitches, but I mean the stuff is just it can be so good. Today was certainly one of those days. In 10Ks, 107 pitches, one hit, seven innings pitched, only what two or three walks? I and think he, it was three. Yeah, three walks. But yeah, still. He, he got a. And there was towards the end. We'll 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 talk about it. But he he got a little wild with control there at the end. When he when he gets kind of inconsistent with that control, you see him missing up and away a lot. Um, and he he was, but the difference was tonight that you know, he he was in control early, and when the control problems came, he was able to make pitches when he needed them. Yeah, very much so. You know. I guess just talking a little bit about the control, uh, the two walks came in what the sixth and the seventh inning, right? Where that changeup was getting away from him. He was, I mean, that was launching like 10 it, feet. That, up was, <laughs> that, that was the outside. one thing that I was pretty encouraged by in the early going from him is that that changeup had quite a bit of movement on it away yeah. from left handers. That was it. So did the fastball at times. That was having a weapon against left handers for him is probably really important. Because they for they sure. absolutely stacked this lineup with lefties tonight, and he dominated. Yeah, and wasn't say too is the slider looked. I mean, it was all the way back again tonight too. <sighs> I mean, like you said, everything was pretty much working for him tonight. Uh, he had, I mean, he threw 107 pitches, 18 whiffs, so a 30 percent whiff rate. Uh, and of those seven, again, seven from the four seam. To your point, seven whiffs on the four seam, six on the slider, two on the curveball, and three from the changeup. So again, I mean, he just looked excellent. Now he did give up the home run, big deal. You're allowed to give up one earned run if you pitch seven excellent innings and probably expect to get a W. So honestly, the home run, no harm, no foul. Whatever. That was that was he missed with that one, and the difference was that he recovered from it. You know, that was the lone. I mean, he. It was a fastball at 94 with no movement right down the middle. It obviously wasn't the movement that he wanted on it. It obviously wasn't the location that he wanted on it. And it got hit. It got hit really hard and really far, which is, you know, what you expect from a pitch in that location. Right. But it didn't It didn't rattle him. Yeah, very much so. Again, you know, I, I don't want to like keep talking this, but a lot of our discussion preseason and last year when the trade happened was, you know, Oviedo has great stuff. Is he a starter? Is a reliever? And it's outings like this that just make you salivate. I mean, this is why he's in the yeah, rotation. Well, no, first I, off, again, like the rotation isn't strong this year. They, they were showing you reasons why you like you're penciling him in for next year. Right. At this point, 
Right. Even with the inconsistencies that he has, because that's he, he, the encouraging thing with um, at least some of the inconsistencies is that at least he's giving you the innings. Right. Yeah, true. Which is bullpen needs. Right. So even when he's giving up like seven earned runs, he is just somehow finding a way to get you six innings, get you five and a third. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think that goes back also to like what we've been saying. And I think you and I had his last starter, if not the start before that, where like when he implodes, he implodes. That's why like the ERA is a little bit inflated. Like when you look at his ERA, it's a 4.5, whatever it is at this point in time. This doesn't really like tell the story of his season. You know, a lot right, of his runs come in big. A lot of runs pitched come in, a lot yeah. better than his than his final line would indicate at times. Right. Yeah. Because like I'm going down the list right now. I mean, his last start five earned, then eight run before that. After that, he's only had more than four earned twice, six and seven. But again, like they come in bunches. But then like he pitches games just like this. So you know when you have a five inning outing they have eight earned runs that's going to really inflate your ERA but yeah like overall his season I'm very impressed by Oviedo so uh, am I yeah and very- I mean if we you know you saw it when they made the trade the stuff was there the repertoire was there this isn't a two pitch guy um he can it's he was good tonight I mean one of the lone bright spots on this game it it really is it really is so you know again i'm leaning more towards i'm giving him every opportunity to be in this rotation i like the talent you know if you still can hone it in and have more starts mirror this one opposed to the five innings eight earned uh i i like what i see it's just got to be more consistent certainly has to be more consistent no i didn't this is a lie (laughs) i did i mean i'll admit i i did well, yeah. To begin the year, not so much, but like again, I have to trade. Like, that's I've labeled him reliever the whole time. Yeah, no, I when the when the trade happened, I, you know, I saw, I, I could see something there. Yeah, a good reliever. That, anyways, <laughs> yeah, not, to bash him. not to get on that train because this is the lone. I won't say lone bright spot. There was maybe one or two others. But Oviedo had an excellent start. So again, seven innings, just one hit. Also, by the way, three earned were I'm sorry, uh, three walks where two came later. Ten strikeouts. That lone hit being that home run we mentioned. Just filthy, absolutely filthy. Great start by Johan Oviedo. But honestly, Connor, all this team had to do. <laughs> was score more than three runs. And it's virtually, it just seemed impossible. Yeah. No, I mean, it's... Andy Haynes and Ben Sherrington should really just congratulate themselves for this one because it was just another miserable and seemingly entirely avoidable, terrible offensive day for the Pirates. Just just pitiful. It it, It didn't have to be this way. It really didn't. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that their offense could be some kind of juggernaut or even good, but it, there's no reason for it to be this bad. It is it is a choice to be this bad. Yeah. Um, like, the one thing I want to say about this is I understand there are some injuries, right? I mean, hey, now granted, Trill has been playing better offensively than Hayes has been. 
I am certainly not here to also tell you that there's going to be some controversy when Hayes comes back. When Hayes comes back, he's your third baseman. Right. Just put that out there. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon's on the IL. Like, I get there's some injuries and such. Choi's come back. Choi's actually been looking pretty good, though, coming back. I've, I've been pretty impressed with G-Man. Um, but you just... There... You had one run, and, and you just knew... You just had this feeling that this, this team was not going to score another run again. They just can't. They can't do it. And of course, we can harp on that catcher all we want to, because that's certainly a problem. We will talk about more. But like, there's got to be more from this team in total, right? And I think I think we're starting to see the regression that we expected from Nick Gonzalez. He had some pretty awful looking swings tonight that came on breaking pitches mostly. Yep. Um, Marcano's nothing. <sighs> I mean, but Mark, like it, it's. I don't feel like I, I feel like I should be harping more on Marcano. Yeah, no, but you, I feel like he should. also finds ways to semi like redeem himself too. I mean, the fact that it was three one. He's a big part of that. Right. Well, still we, two the fielding miscue. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's just I can't emphasize enough that since Cruz went down, the two main options that they have employed there, Rodolfo Castro and Tusapita Marcano, and the main option we're seeing currently because they've they finally said, okay, Rodolfo is not a shortstop. He's not going to be starting there. It's Tusapita. Tusip, both of those guys have like outs above average below negative five. Tusapita's yeah. negative seven. Alika Williams in... Lee, uh, Leo Pagero are right there at AAA. Both are producing. I don't understand with with over a month to go until Cruz is back, and with you know the ever present possibility that he's not going to play again this year because he could very well have a setback. You just don't know. The mid August timeline is probably a rehab, so he's probably not going to be back until September. Yep. There's no reason to be wasting time. At short, um, to be wasting opportunities and reps at shortstop on people that we know are incapable of playing there. Yeah, and I guess that's that's where I'm at. I mean, you see the plays where he looks fantastic. I mean, the arm's terrible. The arm's just absolutely. The arm terrible. is terrible. It's a. It's one of the reasons why he has negative seven outs above average. Right. Which is abysmal. Well, yes, but like I guess what I'll say is. At least the glove looks good. Now, granted, again, we're going to talk about the play tonight, and that that, that was do we, awful. Do we have to. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but like the glove has looked really good, and it's like for what this season presents with all the issues that are there, I'll at least take Marcano right now at this point in time. Because, right. I mean, I get, I guess, I get what you're saying, but he provides a little bit more stability. But what I will tell you though is, I'm not here to push Pigero. I'm not here on the train as much as I am on like an Andy Rodriguez being in the majors. Right. But I'm for Piguero because. Right. And what do you have Piguero's to lose? producing offensively. Big what do you have to lose? That's the biggest thing. What do you have? To what, lose? what, you what know, do they, it's not producing here with these guys. What do they think his development will be hurt by? Like giving him two weeks in the majors at this point in his development. If right. that screws up his development, the development is bad. He's a bad player. <laughs> He's a bad player if that screws up his development. You, you, you know who you're talking to, right? Absolutely. That, that's our biggest thing. Like these guys are professional athletes. Uh, a call up and them not producing for two weeks isn't going to kill their careers. No, and it's not. also like he was called up for a weekend already. So like he's been in the majors. He's got that taste. Um, 
But I'm I'm absolutely with Pegaro getting a shot. I absolutely would. Now Alika, that, I don't what I don't know if I really believe his talents. That's what the options on their contracts are for. <laughs> you know, right. it's not like you have to keep them here, despite the Pirates. You know, we've seen it with dozens of players over the years that they seem to be in the mindset that they have to keep a guy. But it, it's yep. just it's just not the case. Yeah, I'm with you. So again, I would certainly agree to a Pagero promotion. I think he's earning it. And these other guys that are on the team right now are earning themselves off the roster. It just is what it is. Like Rodolfo Castro, again, I've been one of the biggest supporters of him. I love the talent yep. that Rodolfo Castro presents, but he is not putting it together and becoming a good player with that talent at this point in time. Right. And obviously he's not getting the plate appearances either. I'd rather him be in AAA and just like, hey, get away from the game a little bit. Work right. on the stuff you need to know you right. need to work on. Get everybody at bats. Do that because you're hurting the team right now. Get Pagaro up here. He could potentially help the team. You know what's here is going to hurt the team. So get someone who has the potential to help it. And again, it's, like you're saying, it's not going to hinder Pagaro's development. If anything, it probably betters it. Because even if he struggles and you send him back down, you're probably going to become a better player with that. Here's the thing. The bar is just so incredibly low at shortstop. It's just as low as it is at catcher. Well, maybe not just as low because it's not historically bad, but it's but it's right. bad. It's really bad. Since Cruz got hurt, at least as of a couple of days ago, it's I'm sure it's gone down now, but headed into the All-Star break, since Cruz got hurt, Pirate shortstops have combined for 82 WRC+. And the two main options are negative 7 and negative 6 outs above average there. That means either one of Alika Williams or Leover Pagaro only has to be an 83 WRC plus hitter and a negative five outs above average defender to be a better option on both sides of the ball right. than the average that they've gotten out of that position. Right. Agree. Now, I have my reservations that Pagaro can be a good shortstop, but I have, I, I have two. The bat, I think, can at least bring a positive to it. So it's like, as you're saying, there can at least be a net positive of what you have right now. Even if the gloves are the same as everyone else, the back can play better, then there's an upgrade. Right. It's, um, it's just, it's, it's nonsensical. Anyways. It's, it's stubbornness. To move on from indie talk, just a little bit, because we'll get back. Don't worry, guys. We'll hang on to that a little here. Yeah. Uh, two back to the Pirates here. Now, someone did shine today. As I mentioned, it wasn't a complete black hole outside of the starting pitcher. Henry Davis showed up. We know he does not like to lose, and he tried to will this team to a victory today. He goes two for four with a home run, his second home run of his career now. Almost had a third. Almost had a third. Yeah, that that was a very loud foul ball. Yes, it was. <laughs> he cranked that. It just, he couldn't, had too much hook to it. Yes. So, Liked what I saw out of King Henry today. Um, and that went, what, 422? I think it was the home run that he did 422 hit. 422 or 424, yeah. yeah I think it was like, like 108. Yep. So, again, he did crush the one that did go over the fence in fair territory. He also crushed the one that went foul as well. But it goes two for four. I mean, outside of that, Santana went one for three today uh, with a walk. I mean, Santana's been producing better. I know we harped on him a while ago. He's been producing better. Uh, he has. back certainly giving him some uh i'm not saying days off but a rest or anything but taking the pressure off maybe if you may 
And also, he didn't, back, he didn't back clean up today. <laughs> it's funny. We were, I, I think, I know at least I was. I don't know about, about you, but I mean, I was begging for, for weeks to get him out of there. Um, yeah. It was like the, the, out of all the lineup inconsistencies that drive me nuts, the one lineup consistency also drove me nuts. Right. And now that he's playing better, they're moving him around. <laughs> yep, yep. So, but yeah, I mean, he has looked much better at the plate today. He had a big hit early on uh, with a walk. And then I said, Troy went one for four today as well. Marcano went one for four, like I said. Like, he finds a way to, like, try to redeem himself. It was a big hit towards the end. Pass ball, he got on second base. Of course, he wasn't going to score because there's no one behind Marcano that can hit him in. But that was a big hit in the ninth inning that he did have. Uh, and then Triolo went one for three today as well with a walk. Triolo has been looking like like the more I keep talking about him, I keep saying fine, fine, fine. He's looking every much as an everyday player right, right. now. Now, now, granted, the league could adjust. I don't believe that he's going to keep this up, but I I wasn't sure if I was expecting this from Triolo, especially with the bat right away. And he's certainly been producing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would you know. When Hayes comes back, excuse me, um, I, I would, you know, either one of, it's either going to be Bay, Marcano, or Castro to go off the roster. You know, I'm I'm pretty confident in that, that they, they cannot, unless he just has an absolutely catastrophic, you know, week where he just goes 0 for 14 with 14 strikeouts. That point, I still might keep them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's just there's there's no way that they could reasonably send him back down at this point over the other options. I agree, and my my money really is on Castro. That's who yeah. I would send down at this point in time too. Is is Castro and keep Trillo here? Because again, I'm not sure if this bat's gonna withstand right now and hold the pace that it is. But the glove is certainly there. And we know he can play shortstop. He's played a little bit of second base before he got promoted. We know he can play third. He's got the back that flares up, so you probably want someone competent that's going to back him up here and there too. So, like, I, lo I look at this and say, you know, when Hayes comes back, he's starting. But Trill's going to find his way to get in this lineup for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then outside of that, Connor Joe had a big pinch hit uh, towards the end of the game as well that nothing was made out of because no one can hit him in either. Before I get to this gripe, I'll just say Jack Swinski over five, three strikeouts. That also was pretty abysmal performance today at the bat with him. Am I, again, am I supposed to say something? I, I mean, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else there is to say about yeah. it. Yeah, I know. I don't. Know if we've said this too much, like verbally, but I'm I'm starting to get to the point too where this is bothering me. Now, Grant, I know that I know he's very controversial. He's good. He sucks. He's this. He's that. He's a little bit of everything. All right, that's just what he is. But I guess I'm starting to get to the point where swing the damn bat, Jack. I don't care about your yeah. chase rate. It's elite because the bat stays on the shoulder. Start swinging it. I want to see you. So I I don't need to hear. Juan Soto, Jack Swinski, elite chase rates. I need to hear Jack Swinski's doing a little more damage with the bat. That's what I need to see and hear. Right. And, and I mean, it's just the organizational philosophy of hitting, 
right? Where it's just the it's why they it's why they traded for Connor Joe because Connor Joe is is that kind of guy. He he looks at a lot of pitches. That's why they loved Daniel Vogelbach and brought him on because yeah. Daniel Vogelbach sees a lot of pitches and he doesn't swing at balls. You know, it's it's there's a clear pattern with players they like here. So I don't expect it to change despite how little it works. Right. And Jack's the only guy that it's working with right now. But that you it? can even re- that's like it, a valid like it question, is, but, but at the same point in time, he's I the only that... guy that's putting up production with this approach. Yeah, I just worry that it's holding him back even more. Yep, he's talented. We know the power, the raw power is there, the in game power is there. I just wonder if he swung the bat a little bit more, made some more contact, he could do some more damage opposed to getting on base and having no one hit him in. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's my wonder right now, but I I just I want to see him swing the bat more. Anyways, to go back backwards, like I said, we'll get back to this. So as mentioned, Connor Joe did come in have a big hit. I'm kind of tired of seeing both catchers having to leave the game when you're down. If, if both catchers are being pinch hit for your catching situation is bad. Yes, yes, that's where we're your at. Catching back situation is really really bad. Back if, to back if, nights. If you're if both of your catchers are are such bad hitters that you are comfortable letting a guy catch who doesn't normally catch on your MLB roster, even though he is a catcher by trade and they're starting him in right for some god knows who what. That's ah okay. <laughs> your catching situation is bad if that's happening. Right. It's just. It absolutely Austin, is. Austin, it's a problem. It's, it's not hyperbole to say that that Austin Hedges is one of the worst hitters ever. It's correct. It's not hyperbole. Like that literally of, is of, of the two thousand eight hundred one of the worst major league players who have two thousand plate appearances. His career WRC plus of fifty two, which he's underperforming by almost half this year, right? Is is like fourteenth worst ever. And there are two pitchers ahead of him on that list, and they're Cy Young and Walter Johnson. And Cy Young has a higher career batting average. Yep, that's where we're at. Now, the thing that I'm going to say next is probably going to maybe confuse people. But so, yeah, as mentioned, and he went two for four tonight with two doubles. Yep. He's batting, I can't think of the top of my head now, since we, was your stat, 370 since when? He's coming into today, he's hitting like 362 since June 22nd. Uh, the two for four tonight, that would that would put it up in the 370 range. Right, there you go. And I, I know I put something out there today. I mean, he had like a 112 way to runs created plus since like May 29th, batting like 307 or 312, something like that. Uh, he's, he's been hitting. Now the power hasn't really been there, but he's hitting, he's making contact. So again, back to this, both catchers, Right, you have two catchers that were in the game at, in a single game, and both had to be pinch hit for back to back nights. That's absurd. What if you just had a catcher that you could just keep there? Maybe his name's Andy Rodriguez. You know, the pinch hit a guy like Josh Palacios who has a six eighteen OPS, like that person who has a negative point three WAR and a six eighteen OPS is your best option to try to win a game. 
what if you just didn't have that? What if you just had Andy Rodriguez there? And I'm not saying Andy was going to come up here and just start killing it. But again, we're talking about potential, right? You talk about potential with Piguero. He presents potential. He could be a better hitter. I'm very confident Andy can be a better hitter than Austin Hedges. But what I will say is... He just has to avoid... Because that's the thing. Austin, I, I don't think it's... I, I can't believe that it's gotten this bad. Right. I, well, I can't I believe they... I No, I can't. Even for the Pirates, this is this is terrible. This is terrible. Austin Hedges, if he appears in 100 games this season, which he is well on his way to doing, he's on pace to appear in like 110 right now. If he appears in 100 games, he will have the fourth worst season from a catcher since 1871 by OPS+. plus. It's like what, 22? Speak to me, Connor. It is one of the worst performances ever. 23 right now. He's batting, after today, going over two. He's batting 175, 226, slugging 227, with a 23 weighted runs created. It, it, it feels like a sick practical joke, and the butt of it is Henry Davis, Andy Rodriguez, and everybody watching. Right. That's the thing. The, 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 the difference is if this was your option, right? Much like Cleveland. They, they bought into the defense, but they don't have many options at catcher. It's not as if there was someone waiting. Like, their Bo Naylor was still some ways off, right? There's right. two guys, not even just one, two guys in the Pirates organization that are right there knocking on the door and Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez. One, you're one, one draft pick. Because <laughs> this, this fan base isn't stupid. You know, I can, I, I'm a believer in catcher some framing. Well, I don't think that the major- <laughs> the majority of people that I interact with anyways aren't stupid. You know, and the team talks about this framing shit, and it, it's just nonsense. I believe in catcher framing. I think it has value. A, a catcher that has that skill presents value. There are players who are consistently very good at it, and there are also players who are consistently bad at it. It's not a right. fluke. It's very real. I but agree. You and I, That's you why and Jonah Heim know- is, like, elite, because his bat's good. But his framing, all that stuff is really good. The, uh, the stuff you don't see is super good. Right. So he's not even just a guy. He's an elite player in MLB right now because of that stuff. But you and I both know that the two to four or, you know, six or eight, call, what, however many is, it's not enough. The, right. the amount of calls that you can steal per game while they add up over the course of a season to like 12 runs don't actually translate to a single run in a game. To being 80% worse than your average hitter. Correct. It's just and the, the the fact that they're sticking by that, they're publicly saying Shelton was was asked after last night's game if they had any plans to change the catching reps. Right. And for once, a team employee gave a clear and concise answer, and it was no. At this time, we do not. What are we doing? I'll say something to that. I don't care too much. I think that was blown a little bit out of proportion where people mattered. That's what he's going to say. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I At the same time, I'm not going to say like, "Hey, no, these guys suck." No, we I, need something I, different. I, I think it's unreasonable to expect him to say that, but to say concisely that no, we will not change. That's what bothers me. Because it yeah, is but so it's the same abysmal. thing. Like, I'm going to talk about the players that are here. You know, again, that's just my take. I I don't fault. For many things you can. I don't fault him too much 
for that being the response. That's all I'm going to say. Who by default, though, is Ben Charrington, who is forcing right. him to make that response and answer those type of questions. The buck is being passed to Shelton here. And it, it's just it's abysmal that that is the response that he is both giving and being put in the position where he has to make that response. Right. Correct. So what I'm going to say here, like I said, this might be throwing some people off, but and I know it's in the comments here. When, if I should say, if and when the indie promotion comes up, it's still Jason Delay for me. I, I know yeah, you might no, laugh. Some people might, but like, and some people in the comments I've seen on Twitter too, like DFA Hedges, DFA Hedges. I'm still okay with Austin Hedges being on this team, but of course, like strictly a reserve backup now. Like Indy has to take the majority of the reps. I know it's not going to happen. I still would love to see Henry Davis get maybe once a week or something here and there to spell, but Hedges has to take the step back. Like the biggest thing and opportunity that Hedges presented for this team was to be that mentor, was to maybe teach and let these two catchers that are coming up learn from him. So if you DFA him, that's gone. And it's not as if, I mean, we harp a lot on Hedges, rightfully so, but it's not as if Jason DeLay has done anything. No. In April, there was an argument. Jason DeLay was hours away from retiring last year. Yes. That is the level of player that he is. Right. He was the bullpen catcher in AAA last year. And he is currently getting reps at catcher for an MLB team that has Henry Davis on the roster and Henry De- and Andy Rodriguez at AAA hitting the cover off the ball. Right. He's the right. guy to go. As, yeah, as terrible of a hitter as, as Austin Hedges is, Jason delays the guy to go. For sure. So just so we're all clear on that, everyone watching, yes, Hedges is awful. But he's an awful starting MLB catcher. I'm perfectly okay him being a backup catcher. And what I want to say to this too is like if you are even looking or entertaining like the trade deadline coming up, he has trade value. I absolutely believe in that. If you can trade a Michael uh God, now I'm going blank. Who was uh went to the Mets last year? Oh, uh, who's the bat who's the catcher last year? The Mets trade for him. Someone in the chat help me out. He has trade value. I absolutely believe he has trade value. Um, Michael Perez. Perez. Michael Perez, yes. If Michael Perez can get traded, then so can Austin Hedges. Right. It ain't for much. It might be for some like international money. Yeah, it'd it'd be for like player to be named later, some A-ball reliever that you've never heard of. So I'm not here to even say that that will happen or whatever, but like I am perfectly okay, again, to have him on the team strictly as a backup, um, and that's it. That's it. Anyways. What else do we want to talk about today's game? Anything? So, do you find it suspicious that during both of Hedges' at-bats, the broadcast had an interview and then cut to promotion? (laughs) Not to get too tinfoil hat here, but that that just struck me as strange because there were people talking about how loud the boos were tonight and that none of that came across on the broadcast and that I've noticed that a couple of times where people are like oh he's booing they're they're booing hedges and the broadcast you just can't hear it right so maybe what I thought was funny too in the irony in that is if you guys know Hank on Twitter 
Hank uh, Hank Jungley said when he's first or last in an inning, they should just cut the commercial and get more money. And, and ironically enough, like that's kind of what happened. Like they went and did their own little thing here. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if that's just more irony. I guess we'll find out because he's I just, still going to be catching quite a bit. I fear. It's just after that that game. It was before Henry came up and he got booed really hard and the crowd mics picked it up i've seen since that day i've seen a bunch of talk about they're booing currently at the stadium they're booing currently at the stadium and the broadcast just doesn't pick it up (laughs) very convenient funneling in cheers on the broadcast (laughs) (laughs) also um another thing that just to touch on here i i don't think moldinsky's anything I'm I'm at that point with him where I'm just he's probably not anything. Yeah, we didn't touch too much on the pitchers and the bullpen side. I don't know with him. I still very much wait and see from him. I don't know. I'm not ready to call it. Yeah, I don't know if I'm I'm ready to call it, but I just I I the stuff that he showed in spring, I was pretty intrigued by. Because he mm-hmm. had some nasty, nasty looking stuff in spring. And I just I just haven't I just haven't seen it out of him ever since. Yeah, I guess where I'm at, I'm just gonna look here. What so it's twelve, so it's thirteen innings so far on the season, which he's been fine in. Um I mean tonight certainly wasn't a night. I mean he the loss he's kind of wearing at this point, right? Giving up the walk, giving up two base runners, no outs. Both, both third ones up. were him. Right, right, yep. Okay. Bednar did give up the hit, and then Marcano had the error. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's, that's it wasn't it wasn't just that he made the error; it was that it was a bad fundamental baseball play. Because the horrible. second the second that runner got by him, he should have been throwing to home. Yep. So it wasn't just that he made an error and he bobbled the ball and he dropped it. It was that it was that the recovery he made a bad decision after that. Yep. Because it 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 wouldn't have mattered as much. Because I have confidence that Bednar was gonna get the next guy. You know, he's David Bednar. Right. Yeah. Again, not a great pitch by him. It is what it is. But he was afforded the opportunity to pitch with no outs and two guys on to start the inning. For himself, so it just is what it is. But yeah, I, terrible play by Marcano. I, think it was, I mean, he was so I, worried about the runner running at him, and he missed that tag too, to second base, and like the play was at home. I I think, um, oh jeez, <laughs> this team is just so bad, dude. I like it just it in one ear and out the other. Oh man. All right. I'm giving you six seconds to think about it. And if not, we're cutting off. Oh, I think it was I think it was Eminem. Uh Bloop and a Blast who put out there it was like Oh. <laughs> it's like Eminem. <laughs> I'm on the Neil pronunciation. This guy? <laughs> <laughs> so I it was it was Bloop and a Blast. I saw he put out there um a while ago that it was like 
I appreciate that they waited an additional month before they started overusing David Bednar. I saw that tweet actually too. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and they they have started. At least they didn't send him back out there for the ninth. Right. Because well, I it was over then. It, I mean, it was, but it's just they very well they could have. And if they, it was still a tied game, I'm down with it. Well, that's the other thing. It's like if you're going to use Bednar for more than an inning, if you're willing to bring him in in the eighth with one out and two runners on, why not just bring him in to start the eighth? I don't agree with the usage, but if if you're going to do it, go all the way. Um, I guess I disagree with that because now you're running into that. This bullpen is terrible. So every tied game in the eighth, you're going Bednar with that mindset. Right. Yeah, well, like, I other mean, people I, have to pitch. Other people have to. I, I I agree with that. But if they're willing to turn to David with one out in the eighth, right, and yeah. two runners on, just just go to him in the at the start of the eighth. Right. If that's the situation that you find yourself in, where there's two runners on in a tie game in the eighth, and you have to go to your you know, you're closer because there's just nobody else. Why not just let him start the eighth? We could debate that. I was fine with that decision. Uh, though when Majinski puts on two guys right away, you're going to Bednar. Like you can't let this, you can't trust and will Majinski into finishing that inning. Go for the win now. I guess that's where I'm at. Otherwise you're just kind of going at Bednar in all these situations. So but right. and also too, like we had the all-star break. He hasn't pitched a while. Like all these guys are rested at this point in time. So like I'm okay with him going multi-innings. I feel like if it was still tied, he was going out for the ninth as well. Also perfectly okay with that. That's just not how it went. But at any rate, yeah, just just one of those games. Johan Oviedo looked excellent and a wasted start for him because his offense could not help and also bad defense to make matters worse. So, Connor. Almost 39 minutes into this post game. I said, let's wrap this up, make it quick. I swear every time I say that, it goes longer. Right. We just like venting, I guess. A little bit. This is this is like a group therapy session. It is. It really is. So let's get out of here then. The Pirates will play once again tomorrow. And of course, um, no, no moves will be made. No, no. No. But neither you or I will be doing the post game. Give it up. Give it up. I think it's I think it's Doug and Neil. So good luck to you too. All oh, those poor bastards. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. Peace out. Hey you all, thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can. Uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page. It helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.